Girl, I suck a fart out of I your will asshole. I swim through a river of blood for even the chance to sniff a sock you've I ripped. eat the yeast infection right off your pussy, I will baby. fucking suck. I will suck my Oh my God himself would not stop me from eating you like some motherfucking cheese. Swear to God, I will fucking suck the shit. I'll suck the shit out of your asshole. Swear to God, I'll suck the bitch. Damn, bitch! Shut up my dick so far down your goddamn throat. Jesus fuck. I'm just trying to nut on your shoulder so you can put it on your mind later. Remember like Shalimar, then escape to Havana with a soda. Do what I gotta, planes get shot down in Cuban airspace over the water. I got insight, it's a clear case of reading your aura. Man, what you got for us as my black men stand in line like a chorus. Making these MCs our sons like chorus. I'm always taking shots like a Japanese tourist. Get the picture, fly the Casasosa, no exposure. I'm sipping, wishing well water imported from Pluto. That's why my eyes are glassy, so you ain't got the ice. The interplanetary Illuminati move your body. I trek the stars first. So fuck her, Scott. I do basement parties on a mothership. Now I'm on planet Earth on some other shit. Man, inhabitants of this world be striving and struggling. Trying to eat forward and keep the rights to their publisher. Huh. Get to red hot, man, that shit is like bubbling. Can't get no peace because the beasts keep troubling. Youth, they opposing the blow. Coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm your host, That Boy Coop, back with another regular-ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smelly Earring Backs. Subscribe to the Rats Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow on the Rod and Karen Doctrine. Leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the podcast host site, Anchor, because y'all niggas have been lax lately. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, please, can you leave message for me? Okay. Um, yes. Um, but anyway, niggas, um, it's, it's, it's me. I'm back. Um, and I know y'all like, <laughs> nigga, promises you be trying to keep. <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. It got away from me. I'm sorry. It's Thursday. I know. I was supposed to drop Monday at 8. What? What? What a nigga gonna do? <laughs> what a nigga gonna do? Nigga was looking at the clock. Clock actually went straight went rip ran winkle on my ass. I ain't gonna lie. Shit was straight rip ran winkle on the nigga. I was like, oh shit. I'm gonna go to bed and I woke up on Thursday. I like <laughs> Like it was Monday, nigga. I was I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I can't explain it. COVID time is a different fucking barometer. Okay. There's COVID time clocks and then there's like original nigga time clocks. Like in, in <laughs> And then this regular white ass. <laughs> no, no, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. So, um, <clears throat> life. Life has been. No, <laughs> I'm fucking with y'all niggas, bro. I have not been giving fuck since I came out the womb, and I'm still not gonna give a fuck today. So, to our condolences for the week, um, because we be losing people. This shit be terrible. So, um, Rush Limbaugh dead at seventy. So, child, anyways, black-owned businesses <laughs> bringing streetwear to golf world. There's a black-owned brand that's bringing streetwear to the golf world. So, this means a lot to me because my sister is a um, a golfer herself, actually. I don't know if she was trying to get a scholarship or anything right now, but she is a bomb-ass golfer. I Like, I, like she out here, 
Lady Woods, you know, L- Lady T. Gray, L- Lady La T. Gray, okay, out here fucking shit up. You know, niggas is hating because she black and a girl. <laughs> they were like, nigga. <laughs> they, they, they mad because they like, oh, how dare you play so good? I'm like, that's my nigga. That's, that's why she plays so good. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, this was an interesting thing that I saw. I'm like, ooh, black golf streetwear. These niggas ain't ready. <laughs> These niggas ain't ready. This article's from GQ, the black owned brand bringing streetwear to the golf world. Um, so with Eastside Golf, Olajuwon Anjanaku and Earl Cooper infusing the game with a sense of a new sense of style and a focus on social justice. Nigga, y'all already they ain't even ready. They they they, they fucked them up out the gate. Bro, like already. They like, uh, give you a tag of social justice, uh, uh give you the golf well, uh, uh, and the street well, uh, and we black, uh, 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 what? 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 <laughs> Out here fucking it up um, in the best way possible. Um, the evening of August 26th in a Walt Disney World hotel bathroom inside the NBA bubble, hundreds of players and coaches convened for a meeting in response to the police shooting of Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Leading the group was the president of the NBA Players Association. Then, Oklahoma City Thunder guard Chris Paul, one of the most vocal of a generation of players who had started to display messages of social justice on the backs of their jerseys. Paul, who in recent years has used his clothes and shoes to support for HBCUs and the Black Lives Matter movement, my nigga, had chosen a simple message for his jersey. Equality. It's pretty, 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 pretty simple. Um, with his outfit during the meeting, he might have also been making a statement about race in another arena. An avid golfer, Paul wore these three pieces, or these three pieces by Eastside Golf, a black-owned streetwear brand aimed at broadening the appeal of a game with a long history of racism and elitism. As he made, and, and my sister, when I tell you, like I see my sister dealing with that shit, like firsthand, I be on the, I be on the coast while they playing golf, and I'm sitting here like, y'all motherfuckers is wild right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the elitism is real in golf. It's basically, if you're a rich white man, like, you get all the props. But if you a working-class black girl, hey, they working class, even, even, even above that, like, even if you, like, a well-off or decently off black girl, like, live in a nice suburban neighborhood, they still, like, nigga, and... You know, they still give you the, you still a nigga in the coop eyes. They be looking at you like, huh, still a nigga in the coop? You know, um, that's the elitism in golf. It's really fucked up. But anyway, um, sidebar, like I'm, I'm, I'm going off here. But um, as he made his way around the bubble in his gray east side sweatshirt, white tube socks, and blue limited edition tournament hat, the brand gained traction on Instagram. The cameras are glued on him and he's wearing our stuff, he says. Um, Earl Cooper says, Eastside's brand ambassador. <clears throat> He's representing so many of our values to the world at once. Golf, streetwear, social justice, and for we as African-American men. From a fashion perspective, that exposure just launched us into a whole different stratosphere. Founded in 2019 by Detroit-based aspiring pro golfer, 
Olajuwon Ajanaku. Um, <clears throat> Eastside has be, has come to be embraced by other pro athletes and celebrities, including, including former Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia, um, Blackish star Anthony Anderson, and two live crew founder Luther Campbell. Uncle Luke. Um, part of the appeal comes from its logo, which conveys the brand's identity with powerful simplicity. A young black man dressed in a sweatshirt and jeans with a gold chain around his neck in a club in mid-backswing. It's an image that adorns nearly every product they sell. Sweatshirt, hats, t-shirts, ball makers, and socks. And though it might look like a rebuke of the well-worn image of the conservatively dressed white country club golfer, Ajanaku, who is 31, says the idea is more personal than that. It's supposed to be me, he says. I always wear gold chains, sweatshirts, jeans, and some fly shoes. It's the way I want to look on the golf course or at a bank job. But I know that I really can't. I want to look like myself everywhere I go. And that is the lack of privilege that we have in that area. Like, Nigga, you, you, you know Nike makes, like, golf cleats, and they golf cleats be fly as fuck. They got Air Max 1 golf cleats. They got Jordan retro cleats. They got all types of shit, man. Like, and they shit fly a motherfucker. Why? <laughs> fly a motherfucker. <laughs> In golf, the logos and club insignias that players wear on their shirts and hats often signify power and memberships to exclusive clubs. For many of us, wearing these fancy logos has been a way of capturing a degree of belonging to these mostly white, exalted spaces. Ajanaku and Cooper, who met as golf teammates at Morehouse College in Atlanta, have worn some of these labels themselves. But the only brand they want to wear now is their own. And rightfully so, because it's dope as shit. There has never been a brand like us to speak authentically and knowledgeably to both sides. Golf and urban culture, Ajanaku says. Cooper, a dapper 31-year-old PGA teaching professional, joined the company in early 2020, bringing with him a long Rolodex of influential friends and former students, including President Joe Biden, whom he met when he worked at Wilmington Country Club in Delaware. Um, Cooper was drawn, he says, to Ajanaku's vision after himself wrestling with the I or, or, or the duality of being a black PGA club professional in a largely white golf industry. I mean, hell, we can talk about Pinehurst. We can talk about fucking Augusta National. You know, we, we can talk about that shit. You know, but we ain't gonna talk about that shit today. But y'all y'all know. Y'all know how black people were not allowed in these spaces. Hell, women are still not allowed at Augusta, but <laughs> That's that bullshit. So Cooper was drawn, he says, to Ajanaku's vision after um, himself wrestling with the duality of being a black PGA club professional in a largely white golf industry. Olajuwon wants to create a lifestyle brand that's rooted in golf, but that represents African-Americans and is agile enough to navigate both worlds, he says. It's not built to be put into a box. Ajanaku and Cooper 
each came to understand the duality as kids taking up the game at city public courses. I played at Gillespie, which is A&T's like, that's A&T's golf course. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 the black golf course in Greensboro, you know? Um, and it's like right off, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like right off Martin Luther King, Jimmy Boulevard and shit. Like it's, it's out there, nigga. Like <laughs> it's fucking out there. When I say it's out there, it's fucking out there, bro. <laughs> it, it, it out there. So, um, but yeah, like, um, you know, um, the brand takes its name from the east side of Atlanta, of course, East Atlanta, um, where Ajanaku grew up with a single mother who at times worked three jobs to support her family. Ajanaku was often forced to take a bus to his local course. When he couldn't catch the bus, he would hit balls from his living room through a patio door into a lake behind his apartment complex. As a teenager, he played for money against drug dealers. Damn. That's some Atlanta shit. Um, if I played good, I had some money for dinner, he says. As a, <laughs> I don't know what it mean if you play bad, but, you know, it's all good, bro. They, you know, they were going <laughs> to slide you a little something if you were straight, though, boy. So, um, a favorite post-round activity for Ajinaku and his crew was to drop an empty glass on the clubhouse floor and start put a, a putting contest. It was almost like a dice game, he says. There might be $1,000 on the ground and everybody was making bets on me making a putt. That was a lot of pressure. I had never seen that type of money. That's how I got my competitive spirit. Wow. So it, it's, man, it's some grimy ass shit. <laughs> Man, this is grimy ass shit. I ain't gonna lie, man. This shit crazy, bro. But um, yeah, Cooper remembers being a kid in Wilmington, walking the mile from his apartment complex to the course with his golf bag. On his walk, he could see how the house got bigger and nicer as he got closer to the golf course. That was an interesting journey for a young black male. There was a level of insecurity and a lack of confidence because I'm wearing all golf clothes and carrying a golf bag. How many times have you seen a black kid walk in the streets with his golf clubs? It just doesn't happen. Later, when his family moved to a house right off Ed Oliver Golf Course near downtown Wilmington, Delaware, Cooper's father cut a hole in the fence at the sixth fairway so that his son wouldn't have to climb the fence with his bag or walk the long way to the clubhouse that's crazy man that's dope but like you can hear like their origins run deep with this shit man like it, it runs deep with this shit like this is why they made this brand because that space it almost doesn't like liken itself to anyone that's not rich white and male and anybody else who tries to come into that they turn their nose up and we like challenge motherfucker you know well surprise motherfucker <laughs> no but um on to other news um this is more of music news or celebrity news whatever you want to say it is but um justin timberlake apologizes and you're like apologize for what oh you'll see <laughs> oh, oh you'll see you'll see you'll see definitely just just, just wait just wait you'll see so I know I failed. Justin Timberlake issues an apology to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it get this way. It, it, it get this way. So just know that this about to be a, 
if you're a fan of Justin Timberlake, my sister, um, just know that this man is far from perfect, and there's some problems with this man. Like, he has done some shitty things, and I just think him apologizing still won't be enough, but hey, this is what we got. So, Justin Timberlake is apologizing to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson a week after documentary Framing Britney Spears released on Hulu and got fans criticizing his past behavior. I have seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. Timberlake wrote, or Tim, Timberlake, Timberlake wrote, in a statement posted on Instagram. I mean, Timberland did work with him, you know. <laughs> Timberland for real, you know. Anyway, um, I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women. I know I failed. He continued. I don't know if he had that much respect. But anyway, um, <laughs> he continued. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all that it was while it was happening in my own life. But I do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again. So, um, New York Times re revelatory? Yeah, re revelatory documentary, um, which first aired February 5th, highlights the rise of Spears' career. Her mental health challenges, inappropriate treatment by unrelenting media, and discord over her conservatorship, controlled largely by her father, Jamie, Framing Britney also got fans fired up about how some people treated Spears, including Timberlake. Um, the two dated for a few years before splitting in 2002. There's speculation they broke up because Spears was unfaithful, which Timberlake appeared to fuel with the release of the music video for his 2002 single, Crimey River. And nigga, like, I was like, oh shit. Like, when I was watching that documentary, because I, I watched the Britney um, documentary, which it's extremely sad. But, um, I was watching it and I was like, oh shit, Crimey River's gonna come up. Crimey River's coming up. I know, I know this. And all of a sudden, Crimey River. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know you want shit right, Justin. You know you know you want shit right. Like, like that clip where they played. Okay, so there's a clip where they play like a a, a segment from Star and Buck Wild, um, their show on Hot 97. Who I, I must say, Star is one of the most controversial people like to have ever been on radio at one point. And um, I, I think that that nigga just brought it out of him. He was like, "Did you have sex with that woman?" And he was like, "Yes." I did and I was like this is just disgusting but anyway that's like personal business and it, she was he was like eh, whatever like it, it, it was fucking weird but anyway um interview clips in the documentary depict Timberlake lacking compare compassion for Spears who at one point said she desired to remain a virgin until marriage as if he slept with Spears, he playfully responds okay I did it yep see see what I'm saying but seems to backtrack Though the answer is unclear, that's that bullshit, bro. That ain't that, that the criticism ensued on on social media. Today's a great day for at Jay Timberlake to publicly own up to his misogyny and apologize to Britney Spears. 
one user wrote hashtag framing britney spears hashtag free britney yo dog i'm gonna be real right now free britney like <laughs> i don't know what the fuck going on it's really weird conservatorship is a very sketchy ass thing but that shit weird bro <laughs> get her out of that whatever that is get her out of that man i like i didn't know like that's basically like legal slavery like <laughs> it is really ugly like the fact that she was mentally ill at one point and is now much more cognizant than she was in that moment and they're just like her dad is riding off the coattails with her estate like he's getting percentages of shit that she does like bro that's a problem like that's a problem like he's just riding that wave as far as he can and 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 like they're making strides but it's really tough like when I heard that lawyer say like there's a like Britney's lawyer in particular when it came to the conservatorship they asked her hey bro so do you actually like ever make it out of like have you ever had a case where you were able to have the conservatee be out of a conservatorship and she said no that has never happened and I was like god damn that shit is rough bro like when I say conservatorships are man that's like a, it's, it's legal slavery like it's you can't do shit you, you don't own nothing no more like it's please watch that documentary because i like i think um it, it's really wrong like it's something really wrong going on man and her dad is a thou wow percent part of that bro like it, it is is real bad but um JT, you want shit, bro. Like, <laughs> you want shit for that. Like, and it's like the the Janet Jackson titty. I mean, we wouldn't even know what a wardrobe malfunction is until the shit happened with Janet Jackson titty, and you the one to pull the piece off, let her titty fly out. Like, nigga, like, what? We, we, we gonna act like this shit ain't ain't, ain't really a like a, a thing? Like, niggas was never acknowledged this shit. It was like Janet Jackson, you it's your fault. It's your fault. Your titty was flopping out. Like, bro, the nigga pulled the shit off. I'ma had you naked by the end of this trunk. And then the shit flow, flew out and he ripped it. So what we doing? What we doing? Never held the nigga responsible. He ain't even a nigga, but held the mother, held the wigger responsible. Cause let's be honest, he was a macaroni nigga. Let's, let, let's be real. He was the macaroni nigga of all macaroni niggas with macaroni hair. <laughs> Alright, anyway, so um <laughs> let's take a quick break. Um, cause I got a lot of extra shit coming, bro. <laughs> I got a lot of shit. We 20 minutes in. I'm just getting started. Nick Nuggets. <laughs> oh man, like I truly think like the act of like having something terrible that ruins your career by like happen to you by like Justin Timberlake. I'm calling that Timberlake. <laughs> Cause that's what that is. Is is you, you're being Timberlake. <laughs> that's terrible, but it, it's weird because like <clears throat> 
all the shit that's happened afterwards, you know, it, it's not been the same. But by the way, like Justin Timberlake is universally like loved. Was Man of the Woods a good album? <sighs> that can be debated. But <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do not agree on that fact. So you know what I'm saying? Like 2020 experience, volume one, two, justified. You know, um, future sex love sounds. I, I think all oh, that shit is great. Like I'm, I'm gonna be real with y'all. All oh, that shit is great. Um, the recent shit. I can't really defend it as much, but I, I understand. I understand when people love it. I understand it. I understand it. I feel you. I feel you. So, <laughs> about that, <laughs> um, let's move on to this Texas ass shit. Because when I say the fuckery is on a different level, okay, bro, like it's it's on a different level. Um, and I don't think Texas has ever encountered some shit like this. Like, okay, so first of all. Stop making fun of Texas, because uh, I know y'all be hearing like about this shit. Y'all be like, yeah, you know, Texas don't even like Texas, Texas act like they ain't never seen no snow before. It's because they haven't, motherfucker. <laughs> they haven't seen snow before. And if they do, it's like little coatings. These niggas got a whole damn blizzard. <laughs> whole damn blizzard. Like, in North Carolina, we get snow every year, but it's not like, oh, you get a foot of snow this day. Oh, you get a foot of snow the next. Like, no, nah, nigga. Like, we... We got like our winners like two months, maybe about a month. Like I'm gonna be real, like if it ain't January, it's February. Like we know we're getting snow in at least one of them months, but it ain't like October to like May. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got no Midwestern damn like seasons, so we understand snow, but it don't snow like it like like we in the Midwest. You know, like we in Western New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has never been that bad. So, I understand snow, but Texas, they like, snow, what's that? <laughs> like, you, you know, stop. Leave these people alone. Like, leave, leave them alone. You know, they, 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 they having hard enough time as it is. <laughs> okay? Okay? But this shit gets better. Okay? Because Ted Cruz returned to Texas after leaving for Cancun amid power outage. Yes, because what else has Ted Cruz done to be of anything good? <laughs> like, of anything. The, the fact that people are had ran with the fact that he might be the Zodiac or he's, like, related to the Zodiac killer is enough to make me go, like, that's probably because y'all think this motherfucker is terrible. <laughs> he's a terrible person. So Senator Ted Cruz is returning to Texas after intense backlash of the Republican traveling to Texas despite the winter storm battering the Lone Star State. The Texas senator was photographed on his way to board a flight back home Thursday. The Associated Press confirmed through a source that the Republican was returning to Texas. <laughs> you gonna be here for a rude awakening, motherfucker. So um, it has been 11 hours since he arrived in Cancun despite that. Texas is in its throes. It's in the throes. <laughs> the throes, nigga. Not throes of passion, but throes of a devastating winter storm that has left thousands in the state without heat and water and record low temperatures. I mean, when I say record lows, nigga, it's colder than it's it's nigga. I don't think I ever seen single digits ever hit Texas before. And so I'm sitting here like, yo, it can't be 11 foot high. It can't be 11 foot high. What, 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 what El Nino, what, what, what reverse 
volar vortex, nigga. That is a volar vortex. Fuck a, fuck a polar vortex. That's a volar vortex, nigga. <laughs> um, it has also been revealed that Cruz enlisted the help of Houston police to provide an escort for him and his family on Wednesday. Cruz released a statement amid the uproar, explaining that the trip to Cancun was only meant to accompany his young daughters. Bullshit. With schools canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends. Wanting to be a good dad, I flew down. <laughs> Man, can you spell bullshit? I, I, it, it spells T-E-D. C-R-U-Z. Uh, that is what bullshit spells like right now. Because what the fuck? I can't even finish reading this. Because I'm like, the fuck you sound right now? How the fuck you sound right now, bro? <sighs> okay. Cruz came under intense criticism as the state of Texas is under a state of emergency. And unpre- unprecedented. It's unprecedented. Like, it's... Niggas got snowmen. And I saw a nigga build an igloo. I'm not lying. It's a multicolored rainbow ass igloo in the yard in Texas. When you see that shit, you like, ah, damn, Alaska has made its way to Texas. How the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck? Explain. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> you know, I'm sitting like, oh, damn. So, um, it's not millions in the dark as bitter cold and ice have caused power outages and treacherous road conditions. During a deadly coronavirus pandemic that already has its sensory afraid and isolated. Well, thankfully, not all of them because of Ted Cruz. It's fucking Wednesday night photos circulated on Twitter that Cruz was flying out of the state to head to Cancun. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Nigga was like, wait a minute. This is a plane ride to Cancun. Why is he on the plane? Same motherfucker that's on the plane. I'm judging you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, but this person is actually pressed. Never mind. So, <clears throat> MSNBC, MSNBC anchor David Schuster shared on Twitter that he had indeed confirmed that the person being shown in the pictures was the Lone Star State Republican Ted Cruz. His followers co-signed the newsman sighting damn and he's like in super duper like <laughs> some motherfucker in the lounge drinking coffee like yep yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chilling just confirm at senator ted cruz and his family flew to cancun tonight for a few days at a resort they visited before <clears throat> visited before you don't say Cruz seems to believe there isn't much for him to do in Texas for the millions of fellow Texans who remain without electricity, water, and are literally freezing. I mean, I'm literally like people will turn on their cars in the garage, getting carbon monoxide poisoning and shit, turn on the oven, all types of crazy shit, bro. Cause like their roofs were caving in, their AC was fucking shot. Their pipes were freezing, so they had no water, water main burst and shit. Like, bro, like this shit was on some this shit was awful. Okay, this shit was straight hey, straight apocalypse. Okay, we already had an apocalypse and the apocalypse and they having another apocalypse and we had a do apocalypse. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 just it it was <clears throat> it is terrible. More than four million Texans are without pa- four million <laughs> wait a minute. 
I need to go check on Bun B. I need to go check on Bun B. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm an asshole. I need to go check on Bun B, bro. I need to see how he doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, nigga, why would you bring up Bun B in the times like this? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All my Texas niggas. I, I hope y'all's okay. Um, <clears throat> Cause Lord have mercy. I know some few few folks in Dallas. I know a few folks in Houston. I know a few folks in Austin. I know. Hey, this this be some shit here, bro. More than four million Texans are without power and heat after the state's private power management company, um, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, said demand exceeded supply, leading to rolling blackouts. So it gets even worse. It, it, it gets it gets much much worse. Hang on with me, like you're like nigga. This is the long ass story. Hang on. <laughs> We are working around the clock to restore power to uh, uh, Texans, Ericot President and CEO Bill Magnus said. We made progress today, but it will not be good enough until every person has their power back. The collapse of the electrical grid means many homes are not just without lighting, but also heating. Nigga, when it's like 11 degrees outside, the inside of your house turns into like purely, you might as well just say the Arctic. You know, it's just the arts. It was 11 degrees outside. You ain't got no AC insulation. About 20 degrees inside your house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this. Niggas is dying of hypothermia in this motherfucker. Okay. I see niggas with tents. Tents inside their houses because it's so damn cold. They, they needed a way to insulate themselves from the from the ridiculous frigid, frigidness of the entire world right now. At least Texas. Texas so damn big You can travel for half a day And still be in Texas But anyway um, <clears throat> Water supplies are also dwindling And the state is under a bull water advisory Which far too many cannot do Because they have no power bro This is, this is some fucking bullshit Twitter users are appalled That Cruz has seemingly abandoned His suffering state for the balmy 80 degree weather of Cancun now, I know there's a lot of people that don't even know that right now. You know why? They ain't got no power. <laughs> they ain't got no power, bro. Okay, their phones done died. They charging banks done died by now. Like, it's, it's like, nigga, even if you had a backup, your backup to your backup is dead. Like, it, it, it don't get no worse than that, bro. Like, niggas is trying to find something we hate. Like, nigga, they just need a damn space heater. But the space heater froze and blew up. Like, it, 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 like you know, that that's the kind of situation they dealing with, you know. An account called Turn Texas Blue wrote that Cruz's 2018 challenger, Beto O'Rourke, had volunteers calling 151,000 Texans seniors <clears throat> to make sure they're okay and help provide assistance. Greg Abbott goes on Fox News and blames a non-existent Green New Deal. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Democrats and windmills, because he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Ted Cruz is vacationing in Cancun while Texans freeze to death. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and oh, that power company um that, that they were talking about, um, Aircot, by the way. Um, so brief brief second, just talking about them. So they knew that this shit was gonna happen, and they were like, Well, I I, I mean, I guess we gotta let them go out, right? We gotta we basically they were like, we're gonna let the power go out. And, um, yeah, we're going to put ourselves to work so we can turn everything back on, you know, because we, we be 
we be we be low on business and shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like they knew this shit was coming. They were still like, ah, well, like you you can't do that. You 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 can't do that. Texas is too fucking big for you to fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they have their own separate power grid that they can use without like governmental regulation. That's crazy. That's crazy. They're literally the power capital of the U.S. Like it's the fuck, man. The fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I I don't even know, man. Ted Cruz ain't shit. He been ain't shit, but we all knew that. Um. So <clears throat> let's get into some sports real quick. So Deshaun Watson potentially going to my team, the Carolina Panthers. Nigga, when I say, <laughs> when I say, ESPN predicts Panthers starting QB in 2021 will be Deshaun Watson. Buckle up, nigga. So we about to get started on this. <laughs> my heart is racing. I'm sitting here like, oh shit, I ain't even read this shit. I just saw, I just saw the uh, the, the, the the article tagline. I'm like, shit, let's go. <laughs> I bet. ESPN has released their predictions for who will start at quarterback for all 32 teams in 2021. In the case of the Carolina Panthers, they picked Deshaun Watson. Here's what Phil Yates had to say about ESPN's Watson to Carolina prediction. I've been on record forecasting Watson to Miami, but recently my tenor has changed with more support from the Dolphins for Tua Tagovailoa and the Panthers' previous aggressive pursuit of Matthew Stafford. However, Houston has no interest in trading him away right now, but we know that this has already been ugly. If you ultimately trade away a franchise quarterback, moving him to a team you play once every four years is preferred to an in-conference foe, um, assuming the offers are comparable. We love it, but it's not a long, it's, it's still a long shot. Like, a really long shot. Like, bro, I, 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 we, we love it in Carolina. We, 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 we. Do you love it? Yeah, 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 yeah we love it. Mm-hmm. We love it, but it's still a long shot. So, for one thing, Watson is still a member of the Houston Texans. And as Yates mentioned, they're insisting he's not available. Y'all motherfuckers, he ain't available until something makes, him, makes you feel like he's available. Like... Deshaun Watson don't want to be there, okay? It don't matter who there. It don't matter what he do now. Like, J.J. Watt just left. I, I think the, the the writing has been on the wall for quite some time, okay? The writing was on the wall when Bill O'Brien let go of, of a lot of key players. And it's not, it was not just DeAndre Hopkins, okay? Shit was, shit was, like, plastered to the fan, okay? The shit was, like, scooped. And then, and then drywall to the fan at this point. Like, I, I mean, I mean it, what, what we're going to do? What, what we're going to do what now, Willie? What we're going to do now, Willie, we have reached DEFCON 1. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas are like, we have reached DEFCON 4. Nigga, this is DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1 is the worst it gets. Okay? Everything's on fire. No, I'm just... <laughs> Oh, man. That said, it's clear the Panthers are ready to go all in to upgrade at quarterback. Their interest in every veteran QB who might be on the trade block is enough proof of that. Watson is by far the best of them, and there's no other starter in the league we'd rather have right now aside from Patrick Mahomes. Any trade for Watson will become as a, at a steep price, really. Of course, um, recently a bold prediction from ESPN's David Newton, who is the reporter for the Carolina Panthers, 
went viral for all the wrong reasons. His suggestion was Carolina could trade three first-round picks plus running back Christian McCaffrey for Watson. Wait a minute. All right, all right. Hold up. Hold up. Red light. We woo. We woo. All right. Let me just stop you there. Can we just do, like, four first-round picks? We ain't got to, like, trade Christian McCaffrey. Like, like, I need to see what a healthy Christian McCaffrey looks like in 2021, okay? And he needs to be wearing Carolina Panthers uniform when he does it, okay? Like, I'm not doing that shit, okay? Fight me, bitch. Like, we we not doing that shit, okay? Cluster nuck and muster fuck, okay? We're not doing that, okay? So, you trade for the farm, but never for that motherfucker, okay? Christian McCaffrey will stay a Carolina Panther for as long as he needs to. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, that's just, that's a lot. That's a lot. I, everything else, like, bro, three first-round picks and him. No, no. Four first. I'd rather have four first-round picks, okay? Play them games with your boy, okay? Fight. We we fighting, uh, but David Tepper is one of them guys. Like, big facts. That nigga will, I don't think y'all know nothing about David Tepper. Like, he got here off of being a hedge fund guy. <laughs> hedge fund. You know what a hedge fund is? This motherfucker is betting. <laughs> niggas betting for a living <laughs> made billions off of betting taking risks okay he bought this shit and y'all think that oh he's not gonna you know do all no he gonna trade for the farm okay he's like i need to sean watson yeah like <laughs> you can see it in his eyes when you watch like interviews and shit like just sean watson just sean watson mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. you see my eyes right now <laughs> you know you see my eyes right now you see, you see the, you see the Deshaun Washington shaped gleam in my eyes. <laughs> hey, you know that motherfucker is ready. He's ready. He like, nah, bro. We're not playing that. But um, in our final news segment, let's talk about wages. Um, because this wage shit has been out of whack for longer than I've been living. Okay, and uh. For all Walmart workers are making at least $15 an hour now. Is this progress? Hell yeah. You know, uh, it's the least that the Walton family could do, stingy bastards. So, <laughs> Walmart raises wages for 425,000 associates. About half of the U.S. employees now earn $15 an hour. See, it won't that hard, wasn't it? It won't that hard. It won't that hard. You know, it won't that hard. <clears throat> So, Walmart, the nation's largest private employer, is raising wages for 425,000 of its nearly 1.5 million employees. We completed a strong year with a strong quarter four, thanks to our amazing associates. They stepped up to serve our customers and members exceptionally well during a busy holiday period in the midst of a pandemic. Change in retail accelerated in 2020. By, by the way, they booming. Like business been ain't been booming like a booming been booming, bro. Like <clears throat> the capabilities we've built in previous years put us ahead, and we're going to stay ahead. Our business is strong, and we're making it even stronger with targeted investments to our accelerated growth, including raises for 425,000 associates in frontline roles, driving the customer experience. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said in statement 
in a statement in the retailer's fourth quarter earnings results. Um, in a memo to U.S. associates obtained by Yahoo Finance, U.S. CEO John Furner said the wages for Walmart's 425,000 store associates in the digital and stocking work groups would <clears throat> increase a range of $13 to $19 per hour. See, that's a livable wage in certain places. You know what I'm saying? Like $19 an hour, hell. I ain't gonna lie, I had a job where I was living on, on a wage that was less than that. Being real with you. Like, but it depended on like where you were, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. That's dope as fuck. Depending on the location and market. So it, it, it fluctuates on the market. It's gonna that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> Stop having a 725 an hour for everybody. Like that shit is dusty. Work it out. Look, see, they, they they got it. They've been doing good enough. They were like, you know what? Yeah, let's just pay like half a million our employees. Shit, I mean, the pay increase will take effect on March 13th. Nigga, that's like that's like that's like a month from now. That's really, really, really close. Damn, that's crazy, man. That, that's that's dope. That's dope as fuck. Like other companies, take notes. Okay, Walmart been. <laughs> Okay, I will never get over McDonald's having like this whole tweet, I think, of how you could like make it on having two part time jobs with McDonald's. And the rationale behind it was so off kilter and did not make no damn sense <laughs> to the point I'm sitting here like, wait, so how do you even do you have living time? No, you, you just. Basically, they were like, yeah, you work, don't sleep, you work, don't sleep, you work, don't sleep, you work. Like, it's it's the worst. <laughs> that's not that's not reasonable. Like, people have so many different, like, circumstances. You can't do that shit. Pay these motherfuckers. Pay these people. These service industry jobs are hard, okay? And for that hard work, they need to be compensated handsomely at least. And the least you could do is at least give them a living wage. <laughs> Shit. But um, yeah, <clears throat> that's been the episode, man. Um, and um, that East Side um streetwear brand. Um, I will actually post their website link in the show notes. And um, Sire Collective, y'all can still support them. It's another black business that, hey. They releasing hot shit every day. You know, go to Side Collective's Instagram. That's where you will get all the updates and drops and things of that nature. Support Greenwood Bank, um, started by Killer Mike and his business partners. Um, it is a black-owned bank for people that look like the people that started. You know, and as always, thank you. <laughs>